What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. It is broad daylight and a man is walking from the sidewalk <laughs> and then there's tons of people around and literally just huh, sets his shopping bag down and pulls his pants down and is squatting. Has it, has it happened yet? Oh my, yes! <laughs> no one cares! It's episode 67 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy. Now you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's founder of Underground Wellness, Sean Croxton. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Nate and Getting in Trouble with Charles. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip. The week. How are you, Rick? I'm terrific. How are you, Mark? By the way, uh, I meant to bring this up like three episodes ago, and we haven't talked about this. We are just like, hey, what are we going to talk about in the opening segment? Yeah. I think I have solved my excessive nose whistling <laughs> and salivary gland gurgling did you have? Did you have surgery? No, I, uh, what I was using when we originally started doing the podcast was like, was the little, and I'm going to try to stop saying like, man, it was over the top last episode. Uh, but I was using the white headphones that come with your iPhone with the speaker on there, the hands-free thing. Yeah. And then I started using my wife does her schooling on the internet, on the interweb. And she has like, uh, like a headset, like a, a gamer type of headset. It's got the mic thing that sticks out in the earphones. Tango, so I tango, went to using tango, that tango. because it's far more comfortable and it feels more professional broadcastery. But the problem with that is you can't independently boost my levels with our recording program. Right. So I had to get that mic super close to my mouth. That's what she said. That's what she said. And it picked up every possible noise, like uh, – Nose whistling. It was crazy on the BJ Tucker episode for five minutes. You're going to say something. Seriously, go back and listen. You can hear like, (laughs) like while he's talking, it's insane. And then other times you can hear me 
uh, swallow like super loud. Or uh, this is a thing that's been bothering me about me lately because I'll listen to all our episodes for quality control purposes. Right. Make sure I don't but miss any bleeps. Be- before I, yeah. Before I'm about to talk, I take a breath in, which is how normal people do it. You have to be, you know, have a breath in. But you'll hear me, and you'll know right when I'm about to talk, I'll be. <gasps> so anyway, like, it's just you know, I've switched. I've switched recording. To, uh, you know, what do you microphones? I guess back to this one, and so hopefully it's a more pleasurable experience for people who listen. If you're listening, going, man, well, I really can't get beyond Rick's crazy nose whistling. <laughs> it was. It must be pleasurable. It must be pleasurable enough for Carol from Oklahoma to listen because she emailed us True. and slammed you. I, I, have, I have a mea culpa on this. That was we awesome. talked in the last episode about me <laughs> ranting about – and uh, you know, in all fairness, I was talking about other people, not Oklahomans. But uh, we were ranting about how someone from every, – everyone lays claim to the old, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and it'll change. Derp, 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 derp. And I was saying that, hey, nothing – that's never more pronounced than Texas. So all you people need to stop using that. Well, apparently Carol uh, emailed and said that that was Will Rogers, noted Oklahoman. So my, one of my grandfather. three people ever. Uh, Will Rod is not related to you. He is funny. You are not funny. But uh, Will Rogers originally said that, and he is uh, he said that about Oklahoma. So a slight mea culpa on my end. However, I think what I was saying originally still holds true. And then we had a nice banter back and forth. Yes. I said, eh, it's possible that Will Rogers didn't know that it's more, uh, you know, that temperature displacement is more pronounced in Texas because uh, Texas wouldn't let him in for fear that he'd infect everyone with Oklahoma disease or something ridiculous. But, well, and, 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 you know, and I kid, my children are Oklahoma, native Oklahomans. My wife grew up there, so I love Oklahoma well, as well. But thank you, Carol, for yes. emailing and yeah. telling me that I'm a stupid idiot. Yeah, and that, and that just goes to show, if she had said, hey, this Will Rogers thing, and also you should have a bluebird host the show, we would have... I would have gone and gotten a bluebird. Like, we will do anything anyone suggests. That doesn't make any sense at all. Bluebird. <laughs> I think what you're saying is anything someone is that if a someone bluebird contacts list? us, odds are we will shout them out on the show. We, like, instantly write them back. and like, hey, what are you doing? What are you watching on TV? You want to come hey, hang out with us? Do, do, for real, though, sometimes I'll get emails, and I, it, it's right when I check it, and I'll see it. It just popped up, like, a minute ago, and I will wait a few hours. <laughs> to yeah. respond to Just, make it seem like I'm you have a life <laughs> a total loser sitting there checking his email nonstop, like oh human interaction like a man inside the desert waiting to talk to somebody <laughs> so yeah if you don't get a response from me immediately it's probably because i'm trying to play it cool and be like oh yeah i've got some other stuff some other eyes in the fire i'll get to you yeah i'll get to your comment eventually buddy in a day uh in yeah. other news uh episode 128 of the josephit podcast uh, I co-hosted with Jason Seib and then I'm also co-hosting on the uh, next Tuesday which is the 17th by the way um, we forgot to address JASA is J-O-S-S-A no J-A-S-S-A oh well I'm wrong okay because it's because it's, okay. it's so short... if you're looking for the podcast J-A-S-S-A because we had Sarah on a few weeks ago yeah. and it stands to clarify that in case people are looking well for it stands for it's it's Jason J-A-S and Sarah S-A that's how that's how they came up with that oh, see, I could never put stuff like like that together. When I'll see like a, a a personalized license plate that's supposed to be something like great, yeah, gr eight. Yeah. I'm like well, gr eight. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't understand. So that stuff is so yeah. it's well, like Da Vinci Code to me. To and, my and they wanted to get they had they were everyday paleo or the paleo lifestyle and fitness podcast, and they're sort of wanting to step away from that label. So that's where they came up with that. So they just started chugging milk nonstop yeah. left and right. Yeah. Like, oh, we can't be paleo anymore. <laughs> Give me that milk jug. <laughs> 
<laughs> so check so check us out. We basically ranted, or Jason and I, well, I, Jason ranted, and I was sort of like, go, 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 uh, on the show yeah. today. And it was it was really good. And then um, let's do a little Rick's Cop Corner. I won't do the, uh, the segue noise, since you good. said that I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. Um, so I You're have a friend, St- actually, Stephen Baldridge, the host of the Plant Room Family Podcast, and he's a fr- fr- yes. friend of mine. Been on the show. Uh, he got a one hundred and sixty five dollar ticket for a, an expired inspection sticker, and I, ah. which is something you would probably never do. Correct? Me personally? Yeah. No, I would never do that. Well, here's why. Maybe maybe not everybody's familiar with this. Some states require, uh, in addition to registering your car with the state, getting a license plate, yada yada, you have to also get it inspected. Now, Oklahoma does not require that. They went away from that, I think, in the early two thousands. So I know some states do require inspections some don't well texas you have to get your vehicle inspected once a year and it costs about forty dollars and you take it to basically basically any oil change lube and tune kind of place will do vehicle inspections well when i run a tag on a car on my computer it doesn't give back any inspection information it'll just say whether the car is stolen or not whether it has insurance or not and whether its registration is up to date i never even think to look at the inspection sticker when i walk up i probably should but I just don't, and I'm not in the practice of it, and so I can't tell you the last time I saw noticed a car with expired inspection because I just never look at it ever. And you you gave me some advice when I told you that via text. Is that is that advice something you can share with the rest of us, or is that what just a Texas advice? thing? It was like wait to do your inspection, or is that just like a okay? Texas well, thing? yeah, that's just a Texas thing. They're about to start linking inspections to registrations, and so. I, from what I understand, they're about to change the law and say that you have to have your vehicle inspected within 90 days of your registration update or else you won't be able to get your vehicle registered. Well, the problem with that is because they're switching to that, and I haven't heard any plot, you know, any solutions to this, is that, for instance, on our Tahoe, it, the inspection expired and expired like a month ago, and I'm planning on going to get it done. But the registration doesn't expire till August. And so if you have to get it inspected within 90 days of registration, then I'm not going to pay twice to have it inspected. That's insanity. So the the only thing anybody can come up with is, well, just wait until – anything I've heard is just wait until your registration is updated and then do – or needs to be updated and then do your inspection then. So Do you hear me snoring? Yes, I did. It was very boring. I thought you were actually farting is what I thought you were were doing. Uh, Oh, man. Speaking of farting. Some real in-depth, awesome uh, so, Texas-only uh, police talk. Yeah. So we we hopefully enlighten, enlightening by the snoring uh, sound effects. Uh, so Jason is going to be on on the twenty first, and then our friend Braid is. We're going back to the every every person series for the twenty eighth. And I actually was at a United Way function today, and Braid was like the MC. And while she was up on stage, I was was, was, she, was she like doing like scratching records, like because it's all I think about when someone says they're. The the MC. MC is like up there with that's one, the one earphone against their ear, like just DJing their, their rear end off. No, no, like that's, just sweating nonstop, going turntable to but, turntable. I'm gonna tell you this quick story, and then we'll start stumbling towards our interview. But okay, oh, so I'm I am on the United Way board. Okay, whoa, and, and so, whoa, whoa, listen, whoa! But, but uh, hold on, Let, Mr. Pillar of the Community. Exactly. Over here. Before before you think that, listen to what happened to me today at this like at our like annual like 
community lunch thing. There was like 800 people there. It's at the Civic Center. It's like this big event. The band, there was Abilene High and Cooper bands were there. It's like this big thing. So I walk in, they're like, oh, Mr. Rogers, yes, you're up at table two with the board, blah, blah, blah. And I've been on the board for like three years. So I'm like, I'm not like new board member. So I like walk up to, <laughs> to the table and I'm like, this guy is like sitting there next to this empty chair. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, actually, um, I'm saving this for my wife. And I was like, oh, Okay, so like his wife like came up and sat down and like there were no seats left. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. You're sitting uh, crisscross applesauce in the, in the floor. Well, so I went and stood in the back. I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to stand up anyway. <laughs> well, Braid is like emceeing the thing. And so she is standing up the front, obviously, in front of like 800 people. She looks back at me at one point in her speech and I do like the throat, the, like the throat slash with my thumb <laughs> at her. <laughs> And she like starts like you know she kind of lost it for a second like had to like stop and look back down anyway so that was fun uh, to to way to go Mark way to ruin her everything I was gonna slash her and then I we need to do more every every man every woman things yes. by the way I think we need to constant do do some of those so if you've got a great hey you know what I've tried you know doing these things and it's changed my life and yada yada email us simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail dot com is Mark yeah simplyhumanlifestyle we'll at gmail dot com is me. Email us, and if you are open to you know being a guest on the show, we can trim it down a little bit. If you're not, if you don't have a half an hour like most people do, if you you know twenty minutes or something, we'll just have a conversation and talk about some yeah. of your successes, failures, stuff like that. Challenges, Things that you've yeah. learned that can help other people that are trying this. Yeah, and I have a few other people too that that I've got in mind. But we would love to have our listeners on the show anytime we can engage uh, listeners. That would yeah. be awesome. So uh, by the way, thank you all of you who are Facebook friends. We just crossed the thirteen. Yes threshold of facebook what is that likes, likes or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. like people liking our page so i remember awesome. like being like all like excited that we had like 200 at one time and now yeah yeah so anyway so that's cool Those so maybe, maybe we'll like I, I think like sarah fergoso has like i think it's something like five hundred thousand likes or something ridiculous oh, okay. yeah well so, yeah, yeah our 1300 yeah spring, thanks a lot spring, yeah, spring. yeah. Okay, so um, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that fun stuff is there. Still have the links and the coupon codes for the Nutrients Multivitamin, uh, which uh, is going good. And and that's, uh, man, I just, I'll tell you, just real quick, here's my commercial for Nutrients. When I I take my Nutrients, my, um, oh, how should I put this? My digestive system is functioning. I like how now is the time that you choose to be gentle about those terms. <laughs> well, and talking about a great product. So it's like, yeah, oh, okay. it's just, uh, it's like, man, it's it's, a, it's just a noticeable difference. Anyway, uh, also the skinny fat was $5 off the MCT coconut oil on there as well. Um, uh, like, find me on Twitter or Instagram at simplyhuman52 and Rick already said the email address. So uh, let's get to our interview with Sean. We talked to Sean about his story curriculum and college nutrition departments the dark side of fat loss ebook five pillars of health a health stool functional diagnostic nutrition <laughs> pooping rocks serotonin uh julia ross the second opinion series and the depression series which is coming up juice fast uh eat your veggies a day in the life of sean and duck eggs your shot Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, we have Sean Croxton, who you've probably heard of at this point. He is the founder of Underground Wellness, whose mission is to revolutionize the way people think about healthcare using self-care. Huh? See that? He's a video blogger, radio show host, an educator. He's, he's super popular. He's all over the place. Sean, thank you so, so much for giving us some of your time today. Hey, hey, my my pleasure, Mark. Really appreciate being here. Yeah. So, um, like I said, if uh, most people probably have heard of you, a lot of my listeners, there's a lot of overlap. 
Um, but uh, if you could just sort of give us, you know, your background, where where you came from, and and how you got to do what you're doing today, and start from your birthday. I came from my mother. She's a very <laughs> nice woman. Yeah, she's. Uh, anyway, yeah, my mom's great. Um, to see, uh, what is my story? My story is I went to a school in San Diego that taught me about kinesiology and nutrition and uh, fitness and health. And a lot of the stuff that I learned was completely wrong. Yeah. I graduated with this degree thing, became a personal trainer, applied that information that I learned in school to my clients, and I found they just got fatter. And I have my own kind of, I have my own health issues myself, mostly with like mood issues, depression and anxiety and things like that. And, um, you know, at some point I, I just said, Hey, you know, maybe it's not my clients cheating on their food guide pyramid. Um, take the skin off the chicken, take the yolk out the eggs, drink your soy milk or your 1% milk, you know, type of diet that they were on. And so, or that I put them on. And so I started looking at, you know, information that was a bit opposite or almost completely opposite to what I learned in school. Uh, got hip to the Price Pottinger Nutrition Foundation, got hip to like Lauren Cordain, got hip to something called Real Food, really. And yeah. uh, got hip to Reed Davis, who taught me about like functional diagnostic nutrition, how hormones and digestion and detoxification and the immunity and all that stuff come into play with health. And uh, decided to take my, my knowledge, you know, I not only applied it with my clients, with myself very successfully, but also started teaching people about it on YouTube, like way back in 2007. And then uh, 2008, I said, hey, I'm this guy in his bedroom with a Yankees hat on to the side, looking all gangster, talking about health information that nobody ever heard of before. I might want to get some third party validation on this. And right. so I started interviewing the authors of the books um, who I was talking about on YouTube on my podcast and Underground Wellness Radio back in 2008, which is crazy. It's such a long time ago. And um, I've been doing that thing ever since. And so just, you know, bringing health information that people typically don't hear about, you know, to the forefront so they can, um, you know, help themselves and heal themselves. Now, let's go back to something you talked about as, as far as like what you learned in school, because I work at a university and I work with uh, some nutrition interns, like with through the athletic department, and, and they're all being taught probably the same exact stuff that you were taught. And so let's talk a little bit about what it is that they're teaching. And then like, how you deal with, like, when I talk to these nutrition interns and I say, yeah, like, saturated fat is not bad, and they're all looking at me like, this guy, <laughs> we're in university classes, and uh, <laughs> we know he's wrong. Like, how do you deal with some of that stuff? Well, well I, I don't really deal with it. I mean, I, I, I graduated from college in 2001, so they may have changed the curriculum a little bit, or because or, I, can't, I can't really speak on what they teach now, but I really don't get into debates with people or try to convince, you know, dietitians and nutritionists of something otherwise. I feel like it's something that they need to come to themselves, yeah. you know, kind of like myself. I just wasn't getting the results of people. And I was like, you know what? These people are paying me really good money. I had to make a change somewhere. And so I don't make it my job to, you know, convince people. I just present the information and those who want to jump on board can jump on board. But I find that, you know, in, uh, or arguing or having a debate or having Having any discussion with a dietitian or a uh, nutritionist who thinks otherwise, it's kind of a waste of my time and my energy. So I just rather not even do it. Right now, Sean, we've we've run across the same kind of thing, uh, same kind of story with lots of people. You know, they were traditionally educated in nutrition and fitness and all this stuff, and they found out, hey, this doesn't work. Why do you? Th and now we have a lot of uh, of evidence, a lot of good science, a lot of good doctors that are saying, hey, you know, eating real foods, eating processed foods, saturated fats, not bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
Why do you think the educational, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like the educational establishment has been so slow to, uh, to adapt to this? I mean, it's very obvious when you look at, you know, just anecdotally, you said you were, had all these clients and they were getting fatter and they weren't getting any better. And then you switch them over and things are getting better. Why do you think the educational establishment is resistant to this? Because, and I can't say for sure on this, but I think the educational establishment would have to admit how wrong it's been for such a long time. And, you know, my professors learn from their professors who learn from their professors like, yo, this is how it is and it is no other way. Right. And so to at some point, I mean, even being like in the the paleo space or the real food space or whatever, you know, people might be in. I mean, just think of like being proven completely wrong and having to admit it. I mean, that's really hard for a lot of people to do, especially when you're dealing with an entire, like, you know, school model, university model, you know, government model. I mean, could you imagine if the government just came out and said, you know what, guys, our nutritional recommendations have been completely wrong and we're responsible for a lot of this um, sickness and disease that's going on. I mean, my bad would, guys, my bad. Yeah. People <laughs> would freak out. And so, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to have that. My bad, um, you know, situation in the university system, at least not, not anytime soon until right. we get some, you know, open-minded students, you know, so we, so we can get to the, I think that's what we're doing right now is getting to the students, the people who are coming up in, in college and high school and whatnot, getting them to, to, to buck the system and be like, okay, I have to take this test and get the answer right. But one day I'm going to be a professor and I'm going to teach what's up. I mean, there's um, right. my, my ebook, the dark side of fat loss. It's, it's, you know, all about, you know, real food and digestion, detoxification, all that stuff. And, and there's a professor at um, St. Mary's College in Moraga, California, Dr. Uh, Derek Marks, who actually uses my ebook as required reading in his Sweet. class. Yeah, and awesome. that is that is so cool. Like he is one of the very, very, very few out there who are doing something different and doing it right out in the open. I mean, this is part of the curriculum. And so we need more, you know, Professor Derek Marks out there to, to, to make the change in the system. Now, what was it like with your very first client when you decided, hey, what we've been doing this, you know, I know. I've been telling you skim milk, low fat, whole grain, yada, yada, but we're going to switch this up and we're going to go completely opposite. What was the reaction of your very first client when you basically, you know, bucked the, the, the long, the, you know, 50 year trend and you said, Hey, let's try this and see what happens. I can't recall the very first client. I mean, this was a long time ago, but I can say that in general, it was uh, startling. However, at the same time, it was like, well, what we're doing right now really isn't working, right? And I remember I took a class with um, David Getoff, who's a, a traditional naturopath out here in San Diego. I took it over at the Price Spot Nutrition Foundation. And, um, you know, he used to tell us this story about it. Is God stupid? You know, and it's not like anti-religion or anything. It's like, I mean, if you really, really think about it, did God put, you know, fat in the milk to kill us? You know, did God put yolk in the egg to kill us? You know, did God put skin on the chicken to kill us? You know, and just, you know, speaking to my clients in that way, whether you believe in God or the aliens or or the universe, whatever, right? Mother nature, um, really to kind of just bringing it down to that simple level, you know, made them go, okay, okay, this is starting to make a little bit of common sense. Let's at least try it for a little while and see what happens. And when they tried it, you know, they started to, to lose the weight and they started 
to feel better, especially with their mood. I mean, I used to have some serious mood problems, as I mentioned earlier, but, you know, being on a college campus where they're eating, you know, trash all the time and not sleeping enough. And that's where I worked was on a college campus in their gym. Um, you know, they started, started to not only see the changes in, in their weight and their fitness level, but also in their mood, which really, really went a long way with them. And so, you know, when you see us work with real people and you see it work with yourself, I mean, you can't help but, you know, you know, scream for the rooftops. And, and that's what I did when I took it to YouTube. Yeah, my uh, my wife eats real food, but she still has like major mood problems. Hey, okay. <laughs> and sure now you, Mark has a major divorce problem now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Like when you explain it to people like that, like you know, like I tell people if they ask me if I'm paleo or if I'm this or that, I say no. I, I eat I eat foods that humans were designed to eat. And when you when you think about okay, like Mother Nature, you know, like for instance, like in in like healing a, a, a cut on your finger, like today we as soon as that cut is is made we jump in with band-aids and neosporin and all this stuff and and mother nature has a pretty good you know not like cutting your finger off obviously you need some intervention in that case but uh, we talked about a a lady whose toes got uh, chopped off last episode that that's neither here nor there but when you have a cut on your finger your your body sort of has this system that goes into effect that is designed and has has made it this long and, and and works and it's like when you when you sort of you know, take that over to the other domains of nutrition and sleep and all these other things. Like, we, you know, there's a system that's in place and it's all the way it's always been and how, how you feel like, okay, the last 50 years we've made all these changes and what's, you know, correlated with all those changes. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. But um, there's actually a, a professor at the university I work at who teaches a nutrition class and he, he, uh, I guess, prescribes uh, Gary Taubes and uh, some of these other books just to try to, you know, he also does some of the conventional stuff, but he has them all sort of, at least the this sort of new, I hate saying like the new wisdom, because it's really like barefoot running, like no one invented barefoot running, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the old way, it's this digression, is, is, is at least the topic is being brought up, and, and you know, these students, their, their jaws are just like dropping to the floor, like what? Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so let's, let's uh, switch gears and sort of talk about your pillars, um, the the five pillars of health, uh, which uh, uh, in in your in undergrad wellness are, are diet, hormones, digestion, detoxification, and immunity. And so the diet sort of corresponds with ours. But like, let's talk a little bit about hormones and digestion and some of those other things that a lot of people are kind of like you know just sort of take for granted. You know, digestion for for instance. You know, people are just like, well, I eat and I digest, but they don't realize that taking an antibiotic and taking an, an antacid and, and doing all these things that just completely destroy your gut health has effects in other areas other than just your tummy hurts. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way that I learned it is that these pillars are kind of like the stool, you know, we'll say if you have a five legged stool and, you know, you've got one, one uh, leg is your diet. The other leg is your hormonal system. The other leg is your digestive system. The other leg is your detoxification system. And there's another leg in there called the immune system. You can kind of c- combine the digestive, the digestive and the immune system together because they're almost the same thing. And so you've got these legs on the stool and this is the stool on which your house stands. And once you, you know, cause any damage or break one of the legs on the stool, that stool isn't going to stand up very well. And that's when your health, you know, starts to show symptoms and, you know, problems and disease eventually and whatnot. And so, you know, one thing that I learned early on with doing nutrition consulting is like, yo, I can put these people on the greatest diet in the history of 
earth, right? But it's not going to solve every single issue that they have. We have to start digging a little bit deeper. And after I took the functional diagnostic nutrition course and was able to start running lab tests with some of my clients or a lot of my clients, I was able to see, okay, this isn't just a diet program or diet problem, I should say. You know, this is an issue of not enough testosterone. This is an issue with too much estrogen. This is an issue with, um, you know, depleted adrenal glands, you know, low cortisol or a skewed cortisol rhythm. This is an issue with digestion. They've got a candida overgrowth, which I'm able to see on a lab test. They've got bacterial overgrowth. They've got a parasite. You know, they've got food sensitivities. They've got toxicity issues. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it really allowed me to dig deep with my clients and have this stuff on paper so they can see, oh, this is why I've been trying such and such diet and that diet and the other diet. I'm still dealing with the same symptoms. And, you know, the example I like to give is, you know, I can do a personal training um, a consultation, which I did a lot of back in the day. And I can sit down and say, you know, Hey, Mrs. Nelson, um, you know, what's your goal? And she can say, Hey, uh, I want you to help me lose 20 pounds. And I can go, all right, Mrs. Nelson, well, I can help you lose 20 pounds, but let me also ask you a few other questions, right? right. Um, how well do you sleep? Oh, I don't sleep very well. I, I, I wake up, you know, in the middle of the night, every night I'm hungry or I have a hard time going to sleep. I toss and turn. I sometimes don't get to bed till two o'clock. Uh, I wake up in the, in the middle of the night with, uh, with, with sweats and stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, how's your libido? I have no libido. I haven't had a libido in, in years. It's causing stress and tension in my relationship. Okay. Well, how's your digestion? Oh, uh, you know, I poop every, you know, two or three days. And when I poop, I poop rocks. I have, you know, bloating going on all the time. And it's one of the reasons why I can't get my stomach flat. Oh, how How's your brain? Oh, I'm really foggy all the time. I have to write stuff down or to remember it. You know, okay. And, and all of these things. And I can say, okay, you know, I can help you lose 30 pounds, but are you going to be happy being 20, 30 pounds lighter and still have libido issues and still have, you know, problems sleeping and still have brain fog and still be depressed and have anxiety? And of course the answer is going to be no. And so, you know, what I, what I do and what I encourage people to do is just kind of look at the entire person and all of the systems that make that person. And what I find is that a lot of us are just looking at two. We're just looking at diet and we're just looking at exercise, but there's so many other things that, that we need to, to address. Sometimes the exercise portion is making things worse, worse yeah. on their hormonal system, making it worse on their digestive system. So sometimes you actually have to pull back and reel some of those clients in and say, hey, these um, one hour ass kicking spin classes that you're taking every day, um, may not be what you need right now. Your body may not be able to handle it. And I've had that conversation many times and clients have been very resistant to that. But right. once they dial it back a little bit and dial in the diet, they go, Oh my God, I am losing weight and I'm feeling better. I'm actually working out less. And I'm like, yes, because you're stressing the hell out of your body every day, you know, sitting on a, sitting on a, a spin, suspend seat all day, you know, trying to sweat out the calories. And for a lot of people, it just doesn't work that way. Right. And when you tell people that, like, okay, I want you to stop exercising and start moving, which means you're going to be exercising less. You're going to be eating flavorful foods full of fat and all the stuff it's like there it's like well there's no way that that can happen like what what do you mean i'm never supposed to be hungry like, <laughs> you know i'm not supposed to starve myself so it's 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 it you know it's really kind of hard to to break through like what do you mean cholesterol is doesn't uh, have anything to do with heart disease but um, and just real quick i uh, i was working with uh, rick's mom and her sleep problems are a direct result of all the strange men that are circling in and out of her bed yes um, thank you mark <laughs> yes yes that was a terrific <laughs> time to interject that sorry wait, they that, all had, they all had to get back. in line super early in the day to <laughs> only get a spot in that, 
<laughs> that's the, the that's the Sean, tone of the show. That, something that you keep talking that you have referenced a couple times that I'm super, super, super interested in is you talk about uh, depression and anxiety and things of that nature. I think that those problems affect more people than are willing to admit. Uh, I will uh, own up and say that they affect me. They've been affecting me my entire adult life, uh, and even some of my uh, you know my life you know when I was a kid. Uh, it's tough, you know. You don't want to tell people, but if people don't talk about it, then people don't know. What are some of the things that, uh, you know, I, I guess that you're talking about that, uh, that assist in, I guess, uh, treat, not treating, but you know what I mean? Like that'll help depression and anxiety and, and those kinds of things. Well, I mean, there's a couple answers to this. I mean, the first one that I think of is the digestive system. You know, everybody's familiar with serotonin. It's your happy neurotransmitter. And uh, a lot of that, I want to say it's 80% to 90%. I can't remember the exact number is made in your gut. I mean, there is a direct connection between your gut and your brain. If you're not absorbing your food well, you're not getting the nutrients to nourish your brain. And of course, you're going to have depression and mood issues there. So I think a lot of people, and actually most of the people who I worked with, when I was doing functional diagnostic nutrition, uh, who had mood issues, had some type of gut problem going on. So it's definitely something that needs to be investigated. You know, I recommend instead of going to a medical doctor who typically don't really dig deep enough, you know, you get what a functional medicine practitioner, you can go to functionalmedicine.org, you can go to uh, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com um, as well to find a practitioner for that. But look into the gut. But I think number two is um, your perspective on mm -hmm. on life you know i'm very much into to mindset and uh I, one thing that you know has really been helpful for me is just you know you mean what it what you make it mean i think a lot of people out there become depressed and whatnot because of you know the the, the meaning that they attach to different situations that have happened in, in their life and i feel like one of the things that has improved my mood considerably is not only just the diet and the fitness and the other things that I do is just having the right perspective on what life really is, you know, and it, like John D. Martini says, who's one of my favorite authors and kind of motivational speakers, you know, for every positive, there's a negative for every bad, there's a good for every support, there's a challenge. And that's just life. And, you know, when, with depression, with a, for a lot of people, it's like, you know, the, the, their fantasies that they have in their head about what life is supposed to be, you know, it, it doesn't match their reality. Right. And they're com always comparing, thinking life is going to be a certain way, but that's just not how life works. And so when you be a little bit more realistic, it kind of just kind of helps that that fog lift. And you go when things bad, bad things happen to you, you go, well, that's just how how life is. Right. And you stop getting down about it all the time. And so, you know, perspective, um, digestion. Um, also, I highly recommend people, you know, check out my podcast, my podcast that I did with uh, Dr. Kalish, uh, where we talk about neurotransmitters, which I don't feel quite qualified to to speak about here, but it's really some fascinating stuff. Also look into the work of, of Julia Ross. Um, you know, I've been doing these online summit events for the last several years. And the two that we did last year were uh, the depression sessions and the thyroid sessions, which are part of what I call the second opinion series. And the one that we're gearing up for, which we're going to start filming in March, and it'll come out in July, is called the depression sessions. So I'll be interviewing about 18 different experts on, you know, how to solve depression. So I think a lot of people will be helped with that. When, yeah, that's awesome. when, that's is really the, awesome. when is the depression session coming out? I'm taking it from my note. Uh, we're looking at July 15th, I believe. It's going to rock. It's going to be killer. The digestion sessions were ridiculous. It was, I, I honestly think it was the best online event ever hosted before. And we're just going to make this next one better. Yeah, awesome. And I'll, uh, we'll make sure to definitely uh, sort of 
publicize that when it when it comes out for sure. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about um, what the the fourth pillar, detoxification. Like, what are your thoughts on you know you hear about all these and I and I have. Looking back, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing this, but I I did two separate two like fifteen day juice fasts as kind of one of the one of the reasons I did it was a detox kind of a deal. And looking back, I'm just kind of like face palming. But like, what what are your thoughts on like detoxification and all these this talk about cleansing and all this stuff? I'm not a, a big fan of these detox fasts. I think they're a great um, demonstration of self control. Um, yeah, that's yeah, about your, it. Your, yeah. What was that again? I said, that's about it. That's about all they're, they're good for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great self-control. I mean, I, I, my hat's off to, to anybody who goes through a 15 day detox and just has juice. Um, I think it does give your digestive system a break and just kind of let your body kind of chill out for a while. Um, you know, my perspective on, on detox is to first of first and foremost is to eliminate the toxins that are going into your body, right? right? You don't want to just go wash your car and then take it off roading right, right afterward and just yeah. get it all messy again. And so one thing that I really encourage people to do um, in the dark side of fat loss is to um, identify where those toxins are. You know, are they in the water? Are you not filtering your water? Um, are they in your personal care products? Um, people are just rubbing stuff all over themselves. And, you know, one of the ways that toxins get into the body is through the skin. Uh, you can go to uh, just search online for cosmeticsdatabase.com and they'll actually rank your personal care products on a scale of one to one to 10, 10 being highly toxic. And what a lot of people will find is that your shampoos, your, your soaps, your toothpaste, all that stuff is very high, like a nine or 10 on that list and we're using it every single day. Um, look at the cleaning products that you use, you know, just, just see what's going on around you and why you're toxic in the first place. The foods that you consume as well. Are you eating organic foods? Or are you eating like chemical sprayed foods and whatnot? So I think that's always the, the first place uh, that people can, can, can start with the detox program. And then, you know, just, just do the simple stuff. Consume lots of water. You know, most people out there are incredibly dehydrated. Also consume lots of vegetables, you know, eat your fruits and your vegetables. Vegetables. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, even including me sometimes are, are not getting enough vegetables and fruit in their diet. You know, and one of the reasons for that is because, you know, we've, we've gone, you know, with the whole paleo thing, a lot of people just really embraced meat, which I don't see a problem with, but they have a very meat dominant diet and they're forgetting about the vegetables. Right. And so make sure you get those vegetables in. I'm not even a huge fan of it. I don't like eating vegetables, but I'll throw those babies in the Vitamix and, you know, throw them down. That, I mean, that's the easiest way for me to do it. But those are just like some really simple detoxification tips that I think everybody can use. More How vegetables. Much, Go ahead. How, I'm sorry. How much water, Sean? You said drink a lot of water and I hear lots of people say that, but I... A gallon, a half a gallon, a quart. What, I, I don't believe in the in the uh, those type of recommendations. I think when your pee is like a light yellow, I think you're good. Yeah. Okay. And I think most people kind of know how much they need to drink in order for for that to happen. If you're getting up in the morning and your pee is like rust brown, it looks like you know, uh, it looks like uh, coffee from a truck stop that's been sitting around. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, that's a clear sign that you're dehydrated. So just drink more water. I used to drink a gallon a day, and what I found was that I was just bloated all the time. I just felt heavy, and the reason why I was doing it is because I used to be like into bodybuilding and stuff, and all the other bodybuilders would do it. Like there was no other reason but that. Right. But yeah. you know. Now I might get eh, half gallon or so every day, and, yeah. and that's about it. It's, it's pretty easy to get that. I used to yeah. do a, the gallon a day too, and what I found was I was just urinating yes. nonstop all day. I'm yeah. like, ah, I gotta I mean, pee. Seriously, again. it really does like upend your entire <laughs> life when you drink that much because 
all you're doing is thinking about yeah. where am I going to pee <laughs> and where am I going to get more water? Yeah. And like, my, I don't have an office. I drive around in a car all night at work. So I'm like, where, like, it's the logistics of, all right, where am I going to pee? I can't just like, uh, walk down the hall and go to the bathroom. I have to yes. like, f- like plan ahead at a time. It's like find fun. a dumpster to pee behind. Yeah. Lots, of, <laughs> yeah. lots of urgent moments when I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I find that I get uh, you know the, there's the uh, the term hangry like when you when you're hung- hungry and you get sort of irritable. I get that when I have to go to the bathroom, and and so you know like we're on a road trip or something. I'm Weird. holding it. I'm just like, don't talk to me. I have to pee. I'm irritable. So that's my that's my thing. So uh, anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, shut up. Um, God, we're <laughs> we're coming up on time. We have about five minutes left. Uh, so I have I really have two more questions. I think we'll we'll take five minutes. So give uh-huh. us sort of Sean's typical day. Now, not not when you're doing like a, a summit or if you're traveling, but just sort of like your sort of ideal day. What does it look like? What are you eating? How are you moving? All that kind of stuff. You know what I what I've been doing recently is I just lay in bed and read all day. Awesome. That's which like my, is my favorite amazing. Day. It's so cool. I can't believe I get paid to read books. <laughs> it's freaking nuts, man. Of course there's some admin stuff to do. Yeah. Like, you know, I do my admin stuff yesterday. But yeah, I, I lay in bed, I read books, I get ready for podcasts. Like when someone comes on my podcast, like I make sure I read their book from cover to cover. It just yeah. makes for a way better interview. Right. Um, so there's that. Um I usually get up at about six thirty and I go to the gym and get my, my workout on. I've played basketball first. Used to do about 25, 30 minutes of hoops, just kind of out there working on my J and my handles and whatnot. It's just, it's, it's what I (laughs) love to do when I was a kid. And, you know, now I'm 37 and I still just love going out and shooting and doing that whole thing. And, um, it's a lot better than doing cardio on like a treadmill and stuff. You know, I would just rather be on the court, like working on a skill. Then I work out after that, come home, have something to eat. Um, they can be bacon with, um, a fruit to not a fruit smoothie, a, a veggie smoothie, um, eggs. Sometimes I'm starting, I had, I have, a of sensitivity to chicken eggs, which I discovered a little over a year ago, makes huh. me really like, I have to clear my throat all the time, real phlegmy. And I was doing duck eggs uh, for a while. Now I think I'm getting phlegmy from those. So it's been like <laughs> bacon with, you know, ostrich a, a eggs again. And then, where do you, you know, get, where do you find a duck egg? Do you have like Whole a duck that lives in your garage or? Oh man, Whole Foods. No kidding. Sweet. So I would never have thought of that. I, yeah, I, did, I never, never thought of it either. Like people kept on saying, you probably aren't sensitive to duck eggs. And I was like, where the hell am I going to get those? And just one day randomly, I was just in the egg section at Whole Foods. I never went there anymore because I couldn't eat them. I was like, oh, for real? They've got duck eggs. <laughs> and so I've been throwing down duck eggs, but I am doing an experiment with myself this week. I've been pretty non flimmy since I took them out. So I have a feeling when I put them back in, I'm going to get flimmy again and there's going to be no more eggs. Anyway, um, you know what I've been doing a lot of recently? is um pete's paleo which is which okay, is yeah. fantastic you, you guys familiar with pete's paleo um i am not no what is that basically it's um they're, they're in san diego they're good friends of mine this isn't like a plug for them but it kind of is um it's ready-made like paleo meals like it's it's really 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 good food so they've got their meat in there they, they might have some type of starch and then they've got the vegetables too so you just go ahead and warm it up throw it in the stove throw it in the microwave if you want to and go ahead and bang it down we got people out there who are hating me right now because i said microwave but whatever and um yeah, so I do that or I'll cook up. I get a lot of U.S. wellness meats as well. So I might have something thawing out like a what I freaking love are uh, leg of lamb steaks. Those are amazing. Yeah. So I throw those down, um, you know, with some veggies or whatever. And then, you know, I, I really like king crab. King crab is the most amazing thing in the world. So is shrimp. And so I am a regular 
in the uh, seafood section at Whole Foods in Hillcrest in San Diego. And um, yeah, I go pick up whatever I want. Crab is nice and easy because I don't have to cook it. I can just crack it open, uh, put some broccoli on the um, on the stove and just douse it in butter and I'm good to go. So it's a, it's a very, very simple diet that doesn't require a ton of cooking. I do not like cooking. It's just something I do not want to do. And so that's why I do the Pete's Paleo and everything else is very simple. And uh, what, what about the rest of my day? Yeah, so I, I read most of the day. Um, I work out and that's pretty much it. I watch basketball, but yeah, that's it. So who's your favorite team? What, what, who's your team? Are you from Southern California? I'm from the Bay area. Um, uh, when I grew up, I was a bulls fan cause I loved Michael Jordan course, and yes. the warriors really sucked, which was our home team. <laughs> and, um, then I moved to San Diego in 95 and San Diego doesn't have a team. So I became a Laker fan. And so I'm a Laker fan. I am a, a I bleed purple and gold. Exactly. Um, however, it's, it's been a pretty bad last couple of years, but I don't, yeah, it has been so bad. <laughs> the, the, the only teams that I will stop my day to watch are the Warriors, because Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are just ridiculous and so fun to watch, and you know it is kind of home team. Uh, and then I like to watch the Cavs, not just not for LeBron James. However, I like watching Kyrie Irving. That guy's handles are ridiculous, and so I just like watching his game. And then I'll go to the gym the next day and kind of work on stuff, and you know, be all awkward and do it nowhere near <laughs> as well as he did. Yeah. Awesome. On behalf of the Simply Human Lifestyle, I'd like to challenge you to a basketball game one on one against Mark. By the way, so oh. next time you're in Texas, uh, <laughs> the winner uh, gets ten thousand dollars from the other person's bank account. So uh, you good. can challenge Mark, and I'd like to see this. Yeah, you. you there, I'll, I'll put a million, billion, jillion dollars on the line. I'll write you a check. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> just uh, just wait a little bit to cash it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. We are run up on time. I'm gonna ask you uh, the question I've asked everybody who's been a first time guest on the show, and and you you sort of already answered a lot of them. So you're gonna have to sort of uh, be put on the spot, and it can't be like. Well, I guess it could be, but you've already said like playing basketball and some other things but, and reading. But, like, what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? Mm. I, you know what? I, I, I think the best thing on earth is the fact that people who have experienced something or have a specific knowledge of something will sit down and write a book about it so you can experience their experience or you can you know, jack their skills, like just by sitting down and reading it. Like it is the most, it's like living like a million lives. Like you have all of these options for what you want to learn. And so, um, you know, reading is something that uh, was instilled in me as a very, very, very young child by my mom and dad. And it's just something that's really stuck with me. And, you know, it's the reason why I have, you know, what I have now, like seriously, everything came from books. And so, um, reading what would certainly be it. Cool. Well, uh, you definitely cannot uh, relate with Rick there because Rick does not doesn't. I don't think he knows how to read. I am. I. I. I, I the only thing I read is uh, is magazine articles. And I don't like magazine articles. Like I have magazines, I just buy them because I like the cover, and I never read them. Like I read books. I'm just. I'm reading books too. I'm reading uh, Born to Run right now, and it is actually like uh, the most enjoyable book I've ever read. It is. I'm like about halfway through, and it is awesome. That's dope. I just read a book. I'm actually interviewing him today. Um, Diet Cults by Matt Fitzgerald. Highly Ooh, I love Matt Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. So actually, that was I was going to ask you real quick, like, what are you currently reading? So what, what's another one that you've read? Uh, well, right next to me, I've got uh, The Purpose Principles by Jake Ducey, who's going to be coming on the show pretty soon. Um, how to draw more meaning into your life. Like my my reading 
it goes from health. I'll read a health book and then I'll read a business book, a marketing sales book or whatever. And then it'll be like a personal development book. And I just kind of rotate them. So I just kind of get a well-rounded education on, you know, the things that are important to me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to ask this. What's the last fiction book you read? <laughs> fiction book? Yeah, do you, have you Holy read a fiction? Every now and then um, I'll do a fiction book just to kind of like get my brain just sort of like relax and just read something for fun and because if i read like a nonfiction, i'm just i have to take notes i have to like highlight i have to it's a, it's like a, it's working nerd i'm going to have to say oh boy the, the one that stands out is i know this much is true by wally lamb okay um but of course there's like the monk who sold his ferrari which is kind of like a fable which yeah. is but it's still like it's kind of still a motivational or personal development book, but, but for the sake of just like nonfiction, nonfiction, yeah. I know this much is true by Wally Lamb, big thick book. It was in like Oprah's book club, like 10 years ago, <laughs> but it was really good. It was one of those page turners where I was like in between personal training sessions, like trying to read more. Right, so right. It, yeah. I, I, I wish there would be a sequel, but there can't be, but anyway. Yeah. I love the books that like you, you literally like just can't, you take them around with you everywhere you go. Cause if yes. you're like a red light, you like keep continue reading or if you're just driving on the highway, you can read them too. So <laughs> Mark Mark is a big fan of the Twilight books. He's Team Edward all the way. Hey, I have read. I read. I've read all the Twilight. I've read the Virgin. I've read all those. Yeah, books. I know. That's how I was making oh, fun oh, of you. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? I was reading, but I didn't get to finish because I had to read something for the podcast. But I really need to go back. Harry Potter. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, I heard that was uh, quite the uh, stimulation book. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, I was on a, um, I was in an airport. I was on a layover, and I was <laughs> looking for something to read, and it was there. This was like a year ago. I think I was on the way back from Paleo Effects, and I uh, started reading it. And I remember the guy who was sitting next to me on the plane when I pulled it out, started reading. He's like, "Bro, are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, there are women all over the world reading this book right now. I was like, do you know why they're reading it right now? Because there's something in here that their men are not doing. Yeah, and I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's the last one I read, but I didn't get all the way through it. Mark likes to read that book in public wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super, super embarrassing. Uh, I've had the cops called several times. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, Sean, uh, we, uh, I, I love that little last part we did on books and things that you enjoy. But uh, really, really, really appreciate uh, everything uh, in your time. And just real quick, to plug yourself. Tell everybody. I obviously linked all your stuff in the show notes. But what is – yeah, plug yourself. <laughs> well, not, um, yeah, not literally. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, undergroundwellness.com is the main joint. Um, of course, I'm on Facebook.com slash undergroundwellness. You can find me on Twitter at UG Wellness, but I barely ever use that thing. If you want to follow like my life and the business side of my life, uh, Instagram is Sean Croxton, S-E-A-N-C-R-O-X-T-O-N. In the show notes, it's going to say, uh, like, we talked to Sean about da 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 and Sean plugs himself. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll connect at some point. I'll be at Paleo FX again, and, uh, and we'll, we'll make sure to connect there. I'm not going. Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. Dude, I will tell you, uh, just real quick, I, I'm a pretty healthy dude, Yeah. but my allergies are ridiculous in Austin. Really? <laughs> They're yeah. so bad that time of year. I just, I can't, the last two times I've been there, I have been miserable Destroyed. because I cannot <laughs> stop sneezing. The thing is, is that I'm not the only one either. It's just something about that Austin air that just flares up allergies is the worst thing. Right. Okay. Well, I won't see you at Paleo Fest. Mark was looking forward to another memorable 20-second interaction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, I remember you. Yeah, there you go. Ha, Rick. <laughs> All right, man. We'll take care. We'll talk to you soon. Guys.
You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Sean. You can listen to Sean on his podcast, which is typically in the top 10 on fitness and nutrition. Uh, specifically, his his show with Matt Fitzgerald was very compelling. Um Sean did not agree with uh, a lot of the stuff that that Matt was saying, and it was uh, you know that anytime there's sort of that uh, juxtaposition. Whoa! Uh, it's Dictionary always, man. Yeah, it's always interesting. Um, so thank you, Sean, and we'll have links to all his stuff in the show notes, and hopefully have him back on uh, sometime in the future. It is now uh, we're we are in the hot dog show part of the show, um, and uh, we, we we we've mentioned <laughs> Still cracks me up, man. We've mentioned the, this group text thread that we're a part of, and there are, it's me and you and three other people. And we had the man without a pancreas on, which we reference him in this segment. And then, so this is just another one of those people that we've grown up with, known for a long time. And these are all things that we say uh, in the first minute of the recording. So we're going to double up on them if you continue to in- reintroduce them. Idiot. Such an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Here's Nate. <laughs> all right. We have a guest for the Humans Being Humans segment. And, um,. You may remember the Man Without a Pancreas show, uh, which was titled that. This is a this is a, a contemporary of that man. His name is Nate, and we won't say his last name to protect his identity. But Nate is a childhood friend of, of all of ours, and well, well and you weren't really friends with me. We've referenced numerous times in the podcast before the text long-running thread. group text message that we have. That's just ridiculous. Where guys are always trying to say things that are wholly inappropriate. Well, Nate is uh, Jack, who is the Man Without a Pancreas, is one leg of that. And Nate is one of the others, so it is a pleasure, theoretically, to have you on the show. He's the front leg of the Thank tripod. <laughs> the, the middle leg? What? The front, the front peg of the tripod. That's why it leans forward yeah. so much. It doesn't stay stable. <laughs> so if Jack's the one without the pancreas, may I be the one without the ball? Yes, I was going to mention that. Uh, yeah, Nate... everyone we know has some weird physical abnormality going on. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Nate only has one testicle. Um, because it was it was eaten by a coyote. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's something similar to that. Um, didn't really work out the way I planned, but uh, you know, it, it it can be a in, it's a sad story, or uh, if I choose to embellish it, it's a great story. That wasn't the story I was going to tell you guys about. Well, tell us the story uh, you were going to tell. You really need to hear it. And let's leave out all the awkward pauses like you've already done once because <laughs> it's bad radio, but it's bad showmanship. So let's try to be funny. Let's try to be on our game. Hey, hey, just, easy. Just Don't make him nervous. Don't make him nervous. Okay. So well, what I was going to tell you about, because, right, you guys said earlier this segment's about human being humans, people having fun, doing fun things. And I was going to tell you about a time um, – when I was in college, and I'm not going to name any of the associates that were with me, uh, except for Paul and Justin. And Rob. And so, uh, we were, and Bob. And <laughs> one of the things that we did uh, as, you know, smart youth that we were, uh, we were freshmen in college at a uh, unnamed Christian <laughs> university in Abilene, Texas, at the northwest corner of the city of Abilene. Northeast. And... Um, we chewed tobacco. We we chewed chewing tobacco. Some people dipped, but we did chaw, as it's uh, colloquially known as. Which, for people uh, who are not familiar, because there are many people who are not familiar, dip is this is like snuff or dip is the stuff that comes like in the little can that's about the shape of a hockey puck, and you put like a little teeny tiny pinch of it in between your cheek and gum, and chaw or chewing tobacco comes like in the larger pouch, and you put a big wad of it, and you basically chew it like a humongous piece of gum. Uh, you're just chewing on it nonstop. I hate it all. I hate dip. I hate chaw. It's all disgusting. Okay, sorry. 
big wad is the only thing I heard. But, so my story, we chewed stuff, and uh, what we decided one day, and I don't know why we decided to just, we were just, you know, being kids, being humans, and we had one of those large uh, Gatorade bottles, and we would spit into it like a gallon si- Like a gallon-sized Gatorade bottle? Well, they weren't that big, but it was the biggest ones they had. I don't know, 32 ounce maybe? Okay, I'm with you. Okay. And, uh, you know, we filled it up over a week or something like that. I'm not sure what. And then we just put the top on it. We set it off to the side. Well, you know, a semester goes by Uh, and more stuff gets in our room. We're cleaning it out one weekend and we find it. (laughs) And we look at it and it's got bubbles coming up from the bottom real slow but it's, it's, it's oh, i guess oh. fermenting anaerobic fermentation i assume mm-hmm. uh, nerd alert some sort of process <laughs> so we're like we wonder what this stuff smells like because oh, you know man. When, you, when you find something totally disgusting i mean isn't that kind of the the first Pro, thing the basic protocol. Hey, yeah. I wonder what this smells like. Like a, like a yeah. diaper, you smell the diaper or, or lick it. No, no, Mark, no. People don't do that, oh, but I don't generally speaking with other things. <laughs> or like, you know, if somebody passes wind, you're like, mm, that smells really bad. And so it's like, mm, yeah, that does smell really bad. Like they have to come in and get a sniff. Mm-hmm. So we have community bathrooms there. I love how so we, we dumbed it down, by the way, and called it passing wind. <laughs> That, that, that counts. I, I that's in, that's I, inbounds. Blowing a. <laughs> Somebody threw out an air biscuit. There it okay. is. So we take this stuff, this this uh, bottle into the bathroom, and we're gonna we're gonna open it up, Ugh. and it's a community bathroom, and there's a windowsill, and I don't remember why we set it in the windowsill, but we were debating on what to do. Well, we didn't know this, but walking outside was John. Storm director. Oh, <laughs> That's the name no. of the guy. Oh, I was with his name when I was Should I bleep his name or is that probably? Yeah, okay. you probably should. But yeah, that guy is a real dingus, by the way. So he's walking by and he sees two kids, two freshman idiots, in the window messing with a bottle of something. Which, you know, in a bathroom at a guy's dormitory, probably it's, not the best idea. It's probably urine. Is probably what he was thinking. Yes, he <laughs> yeah. probably was. Because that's the first thing that would come to anyone. That's what I would. That's what I would have. Boys with a bottle in the bathroom, and they're going to go smell it in the bathroom. Yes. So we go. So he comes in, but we don't know he's coming into the bathroom, and that's right when we start to open the bottle. And we didn't know. We hadn't taken physics or chemistry yet. We weren't in AP science of any sort. Well, it's sprayed pressure in there. Yes, had increased exponentially. Yuck blew up as we were trying to open it, and it sprayed us with this mild, vomitous-smelling tobacco ferment, which probably was good for exfoliating the skin and doing some moisturization and stuff. It was like beer, beer, tobacco-flavored beer. It blew up right before he walked in, and he walks in and sees us covered with chaw and spit and brown, nasty... Ugh. And just, what are you guys doing? And I mean, we freak out because you know we thought we thought we were gonna just have a little fun, you know, see what this was. We were planning on putting it in somebody's dorm room. Could you get in trouble at that us. at that time? Could you uh, could you be punished for having chaw or dip in the dorm? Oh room? yeah, oh okay. yeah, okay. because that's something yeah. that I skirted the whole time while I was there. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, I think corporal punishment was not off the table at that point. Right. This is back, back in, in those years. 92. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, that's a paddling. <laughs> the president of the university gives you a paddling. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to go see the dean's wife. She paddled. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So what happened? What, what did he say? What what Was there a punishment? So, I mean, I don't remember his exact words, but he reamed into, the, into us, and he basically was like, I'm going to go get you guys some cleaning supplies, and you guys are going to clean this bathroom floor to ceiling. We spent the whole weekend cleaning that building, cleaning up oh. the smell. The windows Yuck. didn't open in the dorm because they were afraid you might, you know, go out. Commit go suicide. To the girl's dorm. And, I don't know, <laughs> get some pregnant. I don't know what they thought. Or jump out and kill yourself. Yeah, one or the other. Or jump out the first floor window and commit suicide from two feet high. I don't know. When he was yelling like, at you, was this ridiculous Saul Berenson beard like twitching? Because that's what I remember about him. He had this ridiculous, humongous like academia beard. Not unlike Rick, he had a big vein across his forehead oh, while boy. he was yelling at us. Nice. I roll hard in the forehead uh, vein game, son. I could see him being like, uh, I'm going to go get you boys some cleaning supplies. I'm going to get in the shower, and you are going to scrub me <laughs> clean. <laughs> Don't forget the back, fellas. Exactly say that. But... <laughs> see, anyway, I... so we, we cleaned up the whole weekend, and just it was a miserable weekend. And everybody on the floor, you know, because we, we were going to prank these other guys, they were making fun of us because. We didn't get to accomplish the prank, and the prank ended up being on us because we were idiots. Well, the reason that I hate Chaw and Dip is because my freshman year in the dorms, all like <laughs> my my roommate, who we've mentioned uh, not by name, yeah, we've mentioned him by name. Yeah, we show. have. And then yeah. these other two guys that were always down in our dorm room, they all Me. dipped you and so we would have like gallon milk jugs with like the top cut off, filled to like almost overflowing. Yeah, like m- numerous. Of the, the like, dick, the all six, over the place. Yeah, sixteen. And why ounce. we didn't just go? Hey, I'm gonna take this cup that I just got it. Well, I don't and know. And just go dump it out. In it, and when it's done, I'm gonna throw the whole thing away. Why that never occurred we, to we us? We kept them. I don't know. Yeah, why did yeah. We keep I don't know. My contribution to the disgusting open bottles of was disgustingness urine. was urine because I didn't like to get up in the night and go pee <laughs> in the community room. So I would just get a milk jug and pee in it, and it would just leave that like sitting around. And we so, uh, that 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 jug, we were like, God, Mark, you're so filthy and disgusting. <laughs> hey, can somebody hand me that uh, two liter <laughs> bottle full of uh, tobacco spit? I've got a mouthful of spit here, and I got to get it out. My my great snuff spit story is this i can't believe i haven't told this on the podcast yet so it's uh my very first night uh out of training as a police officer and uh i'm working the overnight shift and uh they're they've run out of cars and so the sergeant that was working there was there were two sergeants in the shift one of them was not working one of them was uh uh the the one that was working is like hey you can take sergeant you know such and such's car because he's not here tonight i was like okay well i've got the sergeant's car he's like you better not mess it up. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. 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 So no I'm driving around all night. Yeah. I'm driving around all night long. And I, at this point, like, uh, you know, I've long since quelled this habit, but I was, uh, dipping and I was dipping a lot because I'm trying to stay awake in the middle of the night and trying to do some, find something that, oh well, yeah, you know, some, some sort of like chemical stimulation. <laughs> you were tired of doing donuts and eating donuts, right? Oh. Yes, that's true. Exactly. It was actually the, the, this night, by the way, if you'd like to timeline, it was the night that Kobe scored at 81. By the way, oh, who's Kobe? interesting fact. Is that a shut, shake? Shut your face. So I'm driving around all night, and I have this, like, 32-ounce uh, Whataburger cup that is, like, 
I pull into the gas station at 6.30. The shift ends at 7, and you're supposed to be in at like, – no, it's like 6.20. We're supposed to be in the station at 6.30 to turn our paperwork in and uh, consult with the sergeant or anything else. 6.30 is when you come in. So at 6.20, I go to get gas and fill it up, and I've got this 32-ounce cup loaded to the brim with spit. Like It is like exactly even. Well, I'm like carefully taking it out of the cup holder as the car is filling up with gas. And I just, I'm being too careful with it and I freak out and I bump it against something uh, and it spills everywhere. In just the car? all uh, in, inside of the car. Uh, luckily it's in the floorboard, but it's everywhere. And I'm like, oh uh, no, I'm going to get fired. So I take all the like crappy little blue paper towels that are next to the squeegee thing and I'm going inside getting cups of water and dumping it in the floorboard and over and over and over again. It takes me like 25 minutes. Up. So when it's like 6.45, 6.50 is when I get in, and I had had I had no paperwork to turn in, so it wasn't that crucial. But I walk in at like 10 minutes to 7, and the sergeant was like, boy, what have you been doing? And I was like, oh, nothing, sir. And he's like, the come-in time is 6.30. Is that clear? Excuse me, the, like, I'm sorry, the what? The, oh, wow. Thank you, Mark. That's what they called it. They come in time. That's <laughs> very clever, Mark Rogers. But uh, he was like, "Don't you ever come in late ever again?" And I was like, "But I, but I, oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, no problem. I'm sorry, sir." I thought you were gonna say you you took off your like utility belt and tried to hang yourself. <laughs> yes, he took off the utility belt, started unbuttoning his top, showing his Kevlar chest. Like, Can I persuade you of? <laughs> <laughs> so hey mark can yes. i piggyback on you urinating in bottles yes we're, and, and we're almost uh, out of time so so make it quick this will be quick so also when i was a freshman i had a little refrigerator and i was doing a weightlifting class we'll tie this back to nutrition which is real now. funny by the way you in a weightlifting and, class <laughs> and and uh so part of my regime is that i was taking creatine i was yeah. i started the loading process yep so yeah I bro was, Mixing my creatine with this high glycemic index fruit Very good. Man, to get maximum absorption effect in yep. the cells. Very good. And uh, so I had, you know, a 24-pack of juice in the fridge, and I would put the scoops in, and I'd prepare them. And I was taking, you know, I don't know, four or five grams a day. I forgot exactly what it was. So, But my roommates and uh, some of the other guys around me knew I was doing this. Well, one day I came in from working out, and I'd grab a bottle. Oh, jeez. And it's not exactly cold oh no and so i start touching the other bottles and, and they're all cold but this one bottle that i had picked up is not cold and it kind of looked like apple juice but it wasn't exactly clear like apple juice it was a little more cloudy there was maybe there was blood in it <laughs> oh my gosh blood and there was no creatine at the bottom you know because usually you had to shake it up before you drink it that's what she said. So <laughs> she did not say that. Back to the smelling, I decide to open it up and smell it. I'm like, what's wrong with this? Well, one of my buddies, oh, I thought he was my buddy. Quote he buddies. urinated in there, hoping one day I would drink his cold urine. <laughs> You're like uh, the the guy, the cop in uh, Dumb and Dumber is like sucking back on yeah. Grandpa's old cough medicine, are you? Oh, tic tac, sir. <laughs> uh. Hey Nate, it's a good thing that you took all that creatine because you got huge. <laughs> Hey, I put on. Um, Don't be mean to our guests. Thirty pounds of muscle my freshman year. Oh yeah, great! Looked, I went you from looked my, really. You looked really terrific. 
Now I'm going to have well, to clean. Well, from 145 to 180, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty I good. I think you look terrific. Yeah. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I was being <laughs> Nate serious. Is, Nate is a very, but just for all of our listeners, <laughs> Nate is a very good-looking man. And we are going to have to wrap this up because we are right at 15 minutes. So, Nate, Natus, uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. And uh, now there's only one person left in the group thread that has not been on the show, and I don't think he ever will be. He's too busy meeting John Daniels at the Apple store itself. <laughs> he, he's, he's way too hashtag blessed to be honest. <laughs> awesome. All right, Nate, we'll talk to you soon. It probably when I mean when I say Thanks, soon, guys. I mean like 30 seconds. 4 seconds when Nate sends us 20 text messages all <laughs> All right, see you. All right, thank you Nate. And uh he does not have a website. Please do not try to reach out to Nate and ask him more about his life because you will be uh you will not like what you get back. Let's <laughs> yes, just be, yeah. let's do not get in a group text message. <laughs> Ever. You will not enjoy the things that you see yes, or hear. Definitely not. Um, okay. It is now time for the simply human tip of the week. Something you can start doing right now to be more healthy human. And, and we've done all these sort of, uh, abstract, uh, ones here lately. And we're going to do one. Um, this, she said, uh, this week, she didn't say that she's not saying any of these things she might have um so it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be simple and very pragmatic and it's going to be uh watch house of cards just kidding that's not it uh but it's really good uh it's going to be try a new food this week yes try a new food that's something that i haven't been you know I, i it's been a while since i've made a youtube video but my wife uh at the store a couple of days ago bought an eggplant because I had seen a picture on the internet, weird way to phrase that, hmm. of someone who had taken basically eggplant and sliced them up and fried them. What did you coconut. search that eggplant it came up? Actually, it was on the Vinny Tordich Facebook group. Oh, I didn't okay. just search eggplant. You didn't search large tubular it, objects. <laughs> uh. anyway, anyway, we have dig- we have we have derailed. derailed. And this person uh, sliced them up thin, the eggplant, and uh, fried them in coconut flour and then basically used that as the base for tiny handheld pizzas or whatever. And I was thinking, you know what? That looks good. Maybe I should try eggplant. Well, my wife bought two of them. And it's a very scary-looking vegetable. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it in the refrigerator going, oh, my God. So I'm getting you know beads of sweater coming up on my brow, and I just can't. (laughs) But I promise I will eat this. Yeah, uh, make sure you cook it right. Food. Like, don't eat it raw. That's a, don't just take it and eat it like an apple. <laughs> like, a, like a pickle. Yeah. That would yeah. be actually kind of funny if I just... I don't, like that one video I did one time you like bite of it. the zucchini where I just take a huge bite out of the zucchini. <laughs> you should just bite into, like, the non-edible part, like, not knowing okay. what to eat. So that is my... When is this air? The 14th, 14th. right? Okay. Oh, val- happy Valentine's Day, everyone, oh. by the way. Uh, so that is... This today, you're hearing this on the 14th. Uh, between now and the next show, I can report back to you on uh, eating a – trying a new food. I'm going to try eggplant, and I'm going to try to – well, we'll record it and put it on the YouTube channel. But uh, there you are. So join me in expanding your palate and trying something new. There it is. Try new food. And email us what food you tried or send us a picture on our Facebook page. Or tweet Mark. It's simply human Uncle Rico. <laughs> I can throw a football over the mountains. Dot, dot com. That's not a Twitter, dot, right? dot Heisman. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I think that's it. So all that being said, coming up next week is Jason Side. The week after that is going to be our friend Braid, um, who I don't know. Let's not say her last name. Let's protect her identity because she's a public figure. Um, so you can find us online at oh, simply. Whoa. 
You can find us Whoa. online. Oh, and by the way, don't forget about your part in the upcoming uh, ending here. Okay, just keep be, be ready. Be on your toes. Right. <laughs> I forget about it almost every week now that we change this way. Okay. You can find us online. Now that you've remarked, I would have forgotten if you hadn't said so. I know. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. You can find us hang online. On, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can do this. Do it up. Feed me. One and a half okay, percent. Ready, ready, ready. I knew that. Why can't I remember it? Okay. Okay. I am totally ready. Okay. Go ahead. Find us online at com. You can find links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids page. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at SimplyHuman52. Uh, email the show, SimplyHumanLifestyle or SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. Please leave us a review, good or bad. And if you leave a review in February, you will be entered into the Simply Human t-shirt giveaway a We give away a t-shirt at random to anyone who leaves a review that helps us in the rating. So, that'll do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Oh, and remember, when I know I'm not talking, like especially like during an interview with somebody too, so you don't get like whistle nose too. Okay, or like salivary gland. Here we go. Three, two. It's episode 67. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs> say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.